Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in, everyone. 57 degrees in the capital city. Starting out your Wednesday morning, October 4th, 2023. Glad to have you with us. Got a good show for you today. A busy show. I, lo- I love Wednesdays. I love Wednesdays on this show uh, because for a variety of reasons. We've got Officer Chad who comes and visits us during the 6 o'clock hour on Wednesdays. We've got What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, which is always a, a fun ride through a variety of life experiences we have the morning drive. We have that every day, so that's not that special for Wednesdays. But uh, no, it's special every day. We also have uh, today on Wednesday, some Wednesdays, occasionally on Wednesdays, we bring in uh, Jason Peterson and talk tech. I think Jason's coming in studio with us today. It's been years since he's come in studio with us, so uh, he'll be in studio with us coming up at eight ten today. And John Bishop will join us as well this Wednesday morning. So that is what is on the menu for today. Also have two fantasy Huskers keywords that'll be coming your way at 635 and 810. We can't say it enough. You've probably you heard it in Mark's newscast. You probably heard a lot of other things, but it's still probably gonna surprise you when everyone around you and their phones and their TVs and their watches and their radios and everything goes <laughs> off at the same time today, Mark. It is going it is the only way to not receive it is to have your phone powered off. Okay. If it's on airplane mode or silent, it's still going to hammer. This is at 120 Central Time. 120 Central Time. Like all of the I, I want to see how the I bet there's gonna be like videos that come out of like meetings and quiet places where where this isn't supposed to really happen, where this all happens at once for people and it goes berserk but uh this is uh it's it's not only it's phones radios tvs correct it's all of those things there's there's two uh two tests actually this afternoon okay Another, one is the wireless emergency alert that's the phones and then the eas emergency alert system is to broadcast which okay all right so it's that's W-E-A that's, and E-A-S. Okay. Don't you just love acronyms? I love acronyms. <laughs> it's one of my f- passions. Uh, it's O-O-M-P. It's one of my passions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the only one laughing at that joke. <laughs> well, I understood. I, 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 I know, I understand. This, I get it. Nobody else is. I just found my own joke funnier than probably anyone listening right now. Because you probably need to join one of my passions, Anonymous, and then you can start working on <laughs> one, your Oompa Loompas. One of my passions, Anonymous, sounds like a, a website that <laughs> maybe should have. Like that's te- just that's that, one of like my that teacher from Missouri who yep. just got fired because she had a Only one of my passions anonymous account that she was making some money on the side on. Yeah, yeah, one of my passions. That's an opinion account. To, uh, what is it? Uh, Only fans. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what uh, that's what she is on. Uh, and also, since she got uh, fired from that, it's like quadrupled her <laughs> the money that she's making on it now since then. Uh, all right, so. Uh, we've got that, uh, we've got that today, Boy, we got a decent amount of rain yesterday, Mark. Did we not? Uh, we had about a little over a half. That's it, man. 
felt like it was raining. I just know it felt like it was raining forever, but that's partially because my dog wanted to go out before we went to bed last (laughs) night, and uh, he is not apparently just not going to go out if it's raining at any level above light. And so about 15 times between about 8.30 and 10 last night, he sats at the door, you know, yelps, which is really pleasant when he wants to go out. I put him out. He walks about two steps, realizes it's raining, raining, comes back to the door, yelps again. And we did that dance for a long time last night. Dancing so, with the dog. Yeah. So I, I, 7,200 officially at that, the airport. Okay. That's, uh, that sounds about right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And we're, uh, we're continuing. Well, we're, we're about same temperature wise today before we get the cool off going. That's going to happen more tomorrow. Uh, mm. yeah. we're in the mid 70s. Today and tomorrow, mid both mid seventies today and tomorrow. I don't and know, and then mid fifties on Friday. I'm not. I don't know why I'm asking you. Like this information isn't available to me. Well, I'll tell you why. I'm clicking on the thing I normally click on, and it's not popping up. So that's why. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into things going on in the news today. I got a uh, got a message last night from someone who uh, knows someone in Champaign, Illinois, and said, uh, "I don't think anybody's reporting this yet, but in case you hadn't heard." The uh, Illinois Memorial Stadium in Champaign, Illinois, where they play football, is on fire mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. And so I, uh, I, I posted that. I followed the live coverage for a little while last night. And as Mark reported in news, it looks like it's not going to be something that is going to impact the playing of the game. But for Steven, a while there. Steven in the newsroom found that this morning. Yeah. He wrote that up. Yeah. It was in a... Uh, what Southwest Tunnel? Yeah, yeah, it was in it was in one of the tunnels. I mean, it lo- the amount of smoke that was pouring out of that place from the live shots and the amount of response that they got from the fire department in the area made it look like there was a while there, just with the pictures and the videos that I was seeing, where I was like, uh, "That game is not happening there on Friday." <laughs> um, but evidently, it was it was just a very smoky situation and and naturally when you have a big structure like that there's a, a major response from the fire department it just looked like it might be something more significant than it actually was but sounds like they've got it taken care of and they even did as you said put out a statement last night where they said uh it does not appear to look like it's going to interfere with any of the planned planned uh things need to happen to play that game there on friday night so yeah, they couldn't have just said yeah, we'll play it in lincoln then yeah, that's what a lot of people said. I did also see people checking out the schedule for Soldier Field in Chicago. See if yeah. Nebraska and Illinois could just jump over to Chicago. I don't know if that's how it really works. I don't know if you can just like just jump into a stadium. That it's interesting. I wonder honestly what they would have done had that been an issue. Because I know everyone was like, "Well, just move it to Lincoln or just move it to Soldier Field." I don't know if you can do that in two days. Like, I don't know if all the logistical things that need to happen to staff those places and to do everything else that needs to happen, I'm not sure if that's even possible. This, well, I think especially traveling back to traveling back to Lincoln. This oh, this would be that'd be no problem. I mean, this crew this crew can do a an event for ninety plus thousand. Well, I people. know, but I they, mean, they had months of notice for that, not two days of yep. notice. Well, yeah, but they can put on a football game. You might not. You might run out of. Uh, snacks and all that kind of stuff but all right mark confident they could have just got it back to lincoln i don't know about that i I, they may have had to postpone it or something i don't know what they would have done but i'm glad that everything is fine nobody's hurt in it either so that was uh that was good news there 
Well, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I know they're they're just down the road from Chicago, looking at Soldier Field, but Indianapolis is right there too, guys. There you go. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's just it's just interesting to think of how they would have had to scramble and what they would have been able to to actually do had that been a problem. And at that point, you just start looking. If you can't get one of those major facilities, is Indiana State on the road <laughs> right, that yeah. weekend? Yeah. Where, where's Eastern North, Illinois at? Northwestern? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you just say, hey, go to, go here, to Ryan here's a facility, and it's going to get weird, but do you, you guys want... to keep want... calling until they get one. Yeah. Um, well, well, they could meet halfway at in Iowa. There you go. There you go. They could go, go, play, uh, go play in Iowa City. Um, anyway... Anyway, that's not an issue, thank goodness, so we're not going to be having to worry about that. Uh, let's see, any other uh, any other nude, news items? Not nude items, that's something totally Whoa. different. News items, excuse One me. One of my passions. Um, OMP. <laughs> what of, uh, anything other news items, Mark, that we need to make sure people well, know about? First time in history, the Speaker of the House got booted out of his house what are they like honestly what are they gonna do now they're gonna have a uh meeting uh <laughs> have a meeting they'd had one last night uh the speaker pro tem has said they'll have uh discussions next wednesday and start voting thursday um what was interesting uh just kind of a side note is the uh speaker pro tem i, I believe he's from uh north, north carolina north carolina yeah. uh Kick Nancy Pelosi out of her office. Yeah, why did he do that? Well, I suppose he wants to use it. I, okay. And did you see how hard he hammered the gavel on his very first? Yes. T- he about broke the top of the gavel off. It was aggressive. I don't think he wanted that job. No, he didn't. He didn't want. He didn't want McCarthy out. Right. I don't think he wanted any of any of those things. So he's he's crabby about his new job. I don't know. Is there are there like names surfacing as the, to who might be able to get enough support to do this? The one that keeps coming up, and I think probably has the most support, is Steve Scalise. Okay, but he's battling health issues. He's okay. got a blood cancer, and oh, so he's that's that's what I wonder. I mean, you remember it, now they go through that whole process that they had so much trouble with yep. last winter. Five days, vote in votes, fifteen votes, votes over yeah. and over and over again. Like, is there a same is there process. some sort of a uniter? Because they've got to get what was because uh, you've got to get what almost all the Republicans. If the yep. Democrats don't vote yes on any of them, which right. I don't think they will. Eighteen. So they've got to get unity between the two different branches right now of uh, of the Republican Party in the House. And there was some there was some uh, bantying about last night that this is a weird little quirk that people may not realize. Speaker of the House does not have to be a member of the House, evidently constitutionally and so there was talk last night among some of his supporters in the house that who they should nominate is donald trump to be speaker of the house <laughs> i don't think that's happening i really don't think wasn't that's happening that floated for, for, when when yeah, all these last time around were so it's coming yeah. up it's coming out again uh i think marjorie taylor green had a big tweet about why that was the best decision right now i i don't i mean I do not think he probably, that's about the last thing he probably wants to spend his time on right now at this point. So I'm going to guess he's got about a million other things. Plus, he wants to do some golfing, I would think, uh, when he can. So I'm going to guess he's not going to be wanting to do that. Maybe he would. I don't know. Uh, nor will he get the votes to to do that. Oh, I, he might. Do you think he would get from the whole 
the whole party. Maybe he would. I guess I shouldn't. If, if I shouldn't rule it out. If, if they could get the Republicans back together, yeah, that would be the one way to unite them all. Is uh, is bring him back in there? Who knows? I mean, who knows at this point with this whole thing? The thing is, though, Mark, is that if they struggle to find someone that they has that has enough support, the House re- basically can't do anything. Right. They, this they, whole time and. They only kicked the can down the road a little bit on this budget thing. So I'm mean, yeah, they're under forty five days. Yeah, huh? so like uh, in addition to not being able to pass any bills, they're not able to really do any meaningful work on getting that next budget situation no, done from no, the house side of it. No committees meet, right? Uh, and the the uh, impeachment inquiry stops. Yes, all of this other oversight stuff stops. Yep. Yep. So there I, you go. Yeah, it's quite the, quite the deal. I think uh, the deal. Caleb said that uh, Dan Parsons probably uh, he's working on having. I think he's going to have uh, Congressman Flood. Yeah, on. I saw that. Yep. yep. Oh. He, he will have my um, uh, Flood. By the way, um, I guess you would call him part of the I don't know if mainstream is the word. He voted. He voted for the budget, um, the budget budget agreement. So he would be on the on the McCarthy side of things for this. So. We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Only other important thing in the news today. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, two things, um, and it might be interesting to see what uh, Officer Chad has. Uh, coffee with the cop, but there was eighteen stolen vehicles in Lincoln over the weekend. Yeah, this is all. It was already a, was a already a high number, kind of long term yeah. right now of those. But apparently, even more specifically now, it's even becoming more of an issue. Have the have the police said anything, Mark, about when they say stolen vehicles? Or I mean, is it stolen vehicles or is it thefts from vehicles? And if they're stolen vehicles, how exactly are they stealing vehicles mostly? Well, in a number of different ways. I mean, I see the police blotter every day, and there's uh, cars that are locked that are broken into. There are cars that are unlocked uh, with the keys left in the vehicle. They're stolen. It seems like they're uh, they take them for a short joyride. Uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, hitting a parked car or something, that's what happened over the weekend on a, at least one instance. And it, it just seems to be random. They're looking for these uh, vehicles, uh, opportunity. It, they have a passion for it. Is people leaving their keys? Okay, I understand when it's winter. I, you're not supposed to do this, but I understand when it's winter and you're running into the gas station and you leave your car running just so it does, or you go start your car in the morning and it's outside a residence. Uh, you're not supposed to do that, but I understand why people do it. Well, what I you d- should do is then have a second set of keys. Right. What I don't understand is just stopping your car and leaving your keys in it. Yeah. Who's doing that and why exactly? Is, is, uh, <laughs> just is, habit? Is, is it people know. going to the gym who don't want to take them in and put them in a locker? Or I don't... Yeah, that's... Is that a thing? Is I That's never been... That's never been a thing I've done in my life. Just because I have... I, and you haven't had a car stolen. And I, well, I haven't had a car stolen, but, like, is it, I just put it in my pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I must, I just don't know what I'm missing with people who do that. Is there some other reason that they do it other than the avoiding the inconvenience of putting it in a pocket or a purse or something? I don't know. And it's National CB Radio Day. Hey, 10-4? 10-4, good buddy. All right. Did you ever have a CB radio? No, but when I was a, a kid, sometimes you would go on big trips and... They were like, you would go on a van or something that had one, and then, of course, the kids would get it and start jacking around on it, and (laughs) truckers would get mad at you on there. Quit screwing around on this channel.
So I had that happen to me once. I got really scared. <laughs> 625. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get the facts and stay ahead of the game. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Your trusted source for news and information. 1499.3 KLIN. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Time to get you a pick for fantasy Huskers. A little extra action on the game. Legal action. Uh oh. That may not actually be defined as action. I don't know what the technical definition of having action on a game is. Uh, but it's something a little uh, extra behind the mm-hmm. overall result that you're cheering for. And so if things are going. Now, here's the way I'm going to. This is going to be going to be positive. If Nebraska is blowing out Illinois so badly in the fourth quarter that you're kind of bored with the whole thing. Uh, this way, you can stay entertained by watching the last digit of Nebraska's score and seeing if it matches the one that you have if you get a pick in Fantasy Oscars. Yes, that's what the uh, pick is. What will be the final digit in Nebraska's score against Illinois? And you, uh, we've already had, what, four picks so far this week? So this will be four pick number picks. five. Pick number five. To get a pick, you got to text in the keyword. Got to be listening to hear the keyword and text it into 402 479 1400. All right, keyword for pick number four is pick number five. Five, I'm sorry. Action. Action. A C T I O N. Did you just decide that now? or I, I, cha- that? I changed it on the fly. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, you got to use pretty much every word in the language. So yeah, whatever point, we got. Action. All right. A C T I O N. Text that in. We will pick one of you who texted in in the next half hour. To be pick number five, in uh, there, uh, what numbers are off the board for them? One, four, seven, and eight are all yeah, gone. I think I'm all in on three, probably three, and then zero. Mm-hmm. That's me. You do whatever you want. There's no picking on the extremes anymore with this one. Yeah, you just got to take whatever you think is best. I think it's three. I think it's zero are the two that I'm going for. But you don't have to do what you know. You don't have to do what I'm. Well, suggesting. eventually they're all going to have to go. Yeah. Yep, that is true. All right, sound off time. McCarthy, Speaker of the House, ousted. Uh, uh, Unprecedented event in the House of Representatives. Now what exactly? It took just eight Republicans joined by all Democrats to end California Republican Kevin McCarthy's speakership. The yeas are 216. The nays... Are 210. Arkansas Congressman Steve Womack presiding and announcing the office of the Speaker of the House is vacant following a motion from Florida Republican Matt Gates. Staying late at night, working hard, that's what the American people expect. It's something Speaker McCarthy hasn't delivered. Who emerges as a successor is still a big question. North Carolina Republican Patrick McHenry will serve as Speaker pro tem for the time being. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right, so. Now, what exactly with this whole thing? Um, so, the Patrick McHenry was appointed acting speaker, but that's for a very limited time, up to three legislative days. And the actual duties, uh, according to the rules and procedures of the acting speaker, are kind of vague. 
The person may, quote, exercise such authorities of the office of speaker as may be necessary and appropriate pending the election of a speaker pro tempore. So, um, yeah, you've you've got that situation here. Uh, um, definitely within the duties is hammering the gavel. Yeah, uh, yes, hammered it. So the main task is to get get him a new speaker at that point. Mm-hmm. So there will very likely not be any action taken on bills to fund the government. They've got a November seventeenth deadline to provide budgeting or face another partial government shutdown that they narrowly averted last time around. They probably are going to need. At minimum, a week to get a new speaker. Maybe this weekend is the earliest that they would have it. Maybe even into the week after. Could go longer than that um, on on this whole thing. Um, so they're all trig- are trying to figure out their next step, both political and legislative, here at this point. And now Republicans got to figure out exactly who they want to be the next speaker and who they can get votes within their divided caucus because they've got to have almost everybody for this to happen because they've got such a narrow majority. And the Democrats are going to every time vote for, the Democrats will always bring up Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, Mm -hmm. and will be presumably united behind him in every single vote, just like they were this, this winter on this whole thing. Uh, So the candidates that are out there, I think Mark mentioned Steve Scalise. Gates said that Scalise was someone that he would support do that. He's the number two House Republican. Um, Long been kind of favored to take over that head of the Republican Party in the chamber after McCarthy's tenure ended. So maybe that's someone who it's pretty simple, where there's going to be enough support for him on sort of both sides of the Republican aisle. Um, Others that might be considered, discussed in the next few days. Uh, Tom Emmer, he's the House Republican whip, head of the House Republicans' campaign arm during the 2022 midterm elections. Um, So he's a possibility. Jim Jordan is a possibility, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Byron Donalds, um, considered a rising star in the Republican Party, got 20 votes during one of the rounds of voting for the Speaker's race when they did this back in January. And then Patrick McHenry, too, who's the one who was named to step in uh, as the acting president, speaker, or excuse me, the acting speaker, speaker pro tempore, following McCarthy's ousting there. He is the chair of the House Financial Services Committee. Trump has been mentioned because um, the, the House historically has always elected a House member. But as I mentioned earlier, Constitution does not say that the job has to go to an elected member of the House. And so there have been some people in the last uh, 24 hours that have said uh, that Trump might be the person for the job. Gates voted for him repeatedly when they did this in January on that one. Um, And Representative Andy Ogles put a poll on his Twitter, X formerly known as Twitter, uh, on Tuesday, and he included Trump as one uh, one of the options. So we'll see. I don't know if he'd be yeah, okay. interested in that, but it would be interesting. I feel like he's busy right now. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting. Yeah, running for president, uh, got obviously some some legal issues, doing a campaigning, all of those things as well. Now, one of the uh, one of the things I wonder are any of I mean the question is which is going to get both sides of the Republican Party? Which which of these candidates is going to get enough votes from everybody? And is it going to be a deal where 
it's just it goes back and forth because it was you had kind of the the mainline people who really wanted McCarthy last time around and they mm-hmm. kept sticking to it and Gates and his group was no 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 not unless we get incredibly specific incredibly specific things in the rules one of which was Gates's ability to do what he did with this whole thing mm-hmm. uh, it was essentially written into it but yeah they'll have to have uh, some some agreement on that we'll see if they're able to get it pretty quickly. All right, other things that we've got going on this morning. Uh, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but it's just uh, you, you're going to hear it everywhere talked about today because they don't want people to be taken off guard. Uh, but everyone's devices are going to just go off at the same time uh, later this afternoon. It will sound today. nuts. It will be crazy, especially if you're in a room with a bunch of people with a phone. The Federal Emergency Management Agency will conduct a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System today at 2.20 Eastern Time. The test is mandated to be done every three years, and a message will be sent to all cell phones, TVs, and radios. It will clearly state that it's a test and that no action is needed. Depending on the language setting of the devices, a Spanish version of the message will also be displayed. The test is a joint operation between FEMA and the FCC and is meant to be used to send notifications about emergencies such as severe weather or amber alerts. The system can also be activated to send alerts from the U.S. President or FEMA. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. All right, so be ready for it. If you don't want it to go off, you have to turn your phone off at that time if you're in in a in a meeting or in a place where you don't want that to uh to happen today uh some news yesterday on uh, medicare drug negotiations uh so evidently there has been a group of companies including johnson and johnson merck and some others uh that are going to begin medicare drug price negotiations with the federal government according to an announcement yesterday uh what does that mean exactly let's let's find out the manufacturers of all 10 prescriptions selected for a new medicare price negotiation have agreed to participate in the program the first ever medicare price negotiation was included in the inflation reduction act and the white house believes could save seniors hundreds of dollars Among the drugs included in the first round of negotiations are the blood thinner Eliquis and arthritis treatment Enbrel. Still, lower prices are years away. They won't take effect until 2026. Some drug makers have also filed suit challenging the program. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Yeah, so they agreed to do this, but they're still suing on this, which is the... The interesting thing that's going on here is that goes on in the background. They're like, all right, well, all ten of these are going to are going to negotiate, but that's also pending what's going on with litigation because essentially they face tax consequences uh, if they don't negotiate with the Medicare program at that point. Uh, Merck started it. Uh, other drug makers have also done it. Johnson & Johnson included as well. They say, hey, this is going to lead to lower profits. Drug makers are going to reduce spending, reduce R&D, and that'll be an issue as well. So that has to get litigated first and decided. If they do go forward with these negotiations and the lawsuit doesn't stop those, if you're wondering, the negotiations are going to go into next year. Uh, the final prices will probably be decided at that time, but the prices won't change until 2026. So that will, uh, that okay. it'll, it'll be a little while there. Blood thinners, a diabetes drug. I'm not going to try and pronounce them all because they're a little bit difficult to pronounce. You can look them up. <laughs> Rheumatoid arthritis. Um, they said Medicare enrollees last year spent $3.4 billion out of pocket on those drugs. So, um, significant. And they're going to add more drugs to this list here going forward. 
Uh, all right, other things going on today. Uh, if you were an aggrieved person saying, hey, I watch these fast food commercials on TV and the burgers look bigger and better on TV than they do when I order them at the drive through at certain restaurants, you thought maybe you had your heroes who are on your behalf filing, well, on your behalf, in honor of your your position on this filing a lawsuit against these companies that was going to get them to change it once and for all. Sorry, not going to happen. A federal judge in New York dismissing false advertising claims against Wendy's and McDonald's. Judge Hector Gonzalez ruling that a reasonable customer wouldn't really expect the burgers to be as they appear in the ads, calling those ads puffery, sort of like other companies using pretty models to enhance the appeal of their products. A similar class action lawsuit against Burger King is still pending. Gary Baumgarten. Uh Fox News. I, I'm going to disagree with that analogy. No, maybe, maybe under the law, the the judge is right. But that's a different deal when it's just the burger and the burger looks different. It's not like putting, you know, the dress on the model that happens to be a very attractive model to make the dress yeah. look better. It's still the dress. It's not a different dress or a different looking or sized or cut dress than they're actually selling. That's a different deal. I don't like that argument from that from that judge in particular. Now maybe this the outcome should happen, but but I don't know about that reasoning reasoning exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I I get, but I do. On the other hand, we all do kind of expect that. Like the first time, I think I remember I actually got a Big Mac. I was old enough, you know, to no longer just get the Happy Meal or the cheeseburger. I was probably a teenager and got a Big Mac for the first time. I remember pulling out of the box and thinking. And this is even like in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I was like, not actually as big as I thought it was going to be from seeing it on TV for years. More of a schmedium Mac. It's more, yeah, it's like a little, it, I thought it would be a lot wider with the whole thing. But nonetheless. Uh, all right. Other things that we've got going on here in the sound off. This is interesting. A new study on tipping trends in the United States reveals that we really tip for a lot of stuff now that we may not have previously. Take a listen to this. Tipping has expanded beyond food service staff to include package delivery, appliance repair technicians, and others who come to your home. Columbia Business School professor Stephen Zagor says the pandemic had a lot to do with this. It became a combat pay, and it was much more frequent for anybody that had public contact. After the pandemic, that piece of this puzzle has lingered. Additionally, electronic touchscreens now suggest tips as high as 25, even 30 percent for a full-service sit-down restaurant meal. Although servers I spoke with say anything above 20 percent is appreciated but not expected. In Atlanta, Jonathan Seri, Fox News. 30 percent for a full sit-down meal? How about 30 percent for someone giving you a cup that you are going to pour your own coffee into? You ever got that one? Well, at, at, or, or, at, or just, at Pinnacle Bank Arena yesterday, going up, bought a Gatorade. Right. What's sitting there? All of your tip options. And I'm just like, I watched you turn around, <laughs> grab a Gatorade from the fridge, and set it in front of me. Right? Like, like we, man, it's... Uh... And then they're all, and then always they turn the little turn the little iPad around in these places and they're like it's gonna ask you some questions. 
Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it some answers. We, we all know what those <laughs> questions are. You can just say, hey, there's going to be a little tip screen right there. Like, be upfront about it's, it. It's going to ask you some questions. Like what? I, know, I feel like asking like like my health history. You just, what kind of questions? You just took, went to the craft of coffee. You filled it up. You put a lid on it. You gave it to me. What do you think that's worth for a tip? <laughs> Gonna flip the script. What 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 would you say? Some questions for me. I got some questions for me, you. It's costing me four dollars and seventy five cents. So twenty percent, eighty five cents on that. Is that what I? Does that sound about right? <laughs> I don't get it. Like I, uh, all right. Uh, and then, oh, let's do this one. Um, man, a little true crime thing playing out from my youth here at this point. Uh, did you hear last week they made an arrest in the murder of Tupac Shakur? All oh. of these years later, uh, this happened what in 1996. Uh, Yeah, and there's more to the story now. Marion Chug Knight, the man who was in the car with Tupac Shakur the night he was fatally shot, is speaking out from prison. The Death Row Records co-founder suggests officials may have the wrong suspect. And he said he 1,000% won't testify against him. Knight spoke with TMZ about last week's arrest of Dwayne Keefe D. Davis on a charge of murder with a deadly weapon for Shakur's death 27 years ago. A notorious rap producer said, I'm not going to get on the stand and testify he continued i wouldn't wish someone going to prison on my worst enemy knight is serving a 28-year sentence for manslaughter involving a hit and run in 2015 michelle polino fox news okay uh and by the way this uh, guy that they arrested has said multiple times he was paid by sean p diddy combs to do it hmm all right, 654, we'll take a break. Talk with the cop next on KLIN. Listen to the Friday Husker tailgate every Friday this fall. Presented by Syracuse Area Health, Strasburger Orthopedics on 1499.3. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 656, LNK Day with Jack and Friends. Officer Chad joining us right now. Good morning, Chad. How are you doing today? I'm a little bit tired today. How about tired. you? You were out at the, you and Caleb were both out at the concert last night. Oh, huh? Nickelback. yeah. Yeah, looking Nickelback. At that, looking at that photograph. Lots of photographs. Well, Copperhead <laughs> Road. Yes. Uh, uh, can we Can we say? <laughs> you can yeah, if you want to. That was, that was pretty badass. Yeah. They brought out all three yeah. artists. Yeah. <laughs> well, there and you I, go. I Thanks was the guy in the that crowd that baltered about dancing like an idiot. Yeah. Right. I had a good time. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you guys. You guys don't see. I seem like the one who was at the concert last night, and I went to bed at like 10:15. So um, I'm sleeping. Like 10:15. Yeah. What are you like? Good. Old? Ask Caleb when he goes to bed regularly. <laughs> He goes to bed at like eight thirty. I'm not too far behind. I'm nine nine fifteen. Oh, guy. I thought you. Were, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the late night partier usually. Well, <laughs> well, I last night was a special occasion. Okay, that's Apparently every, needed help. It's every night for me. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> night, every night is a Nickelback concert for me. Uh, I uh, like it. All right, what, what are we? It, it's not a one night thing. It's a lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> a Nickelback lifestyle. Um, what? Uh, what do we got? Crime stop first. Uh, first one we have is door ding. Uh, this one's honestly pretty spectacular. Uh, four suspects arrive in two different cars to the Quad Nine Smoke Shop, Forty Eighth and Dudley. They use one car, believe it or not, a stolen Hyundai Elantra to ram the front door of the business, knocked the front wall off the foundation. 
broke the glass door and then used the door to gain entry. Uh, they got away with about $1,000 worth of vape stuff. Problem is, they did about $25,000 in damage Jeez. to the building. Uh, next one is Exclusive Hype. I, I'm not sure where Becky came up with the name on this one, okay. but I like it. Um, burglary happened at a clothing store about 16th and O, about 4 o'clock in the morning on August 18th. Uh, VW Atlas, it really looks like a Ford Explorer to me, but I, I'll agree with there. It's a VW. Um, three suspects used a strap to try and pull the doors open. Didn't work, so then they broke in through a window and stole a bunch of left shoes. What? Not the right shoes. The left shoes. What in the I, world? I have no idea. I, I don't understand this one at all. Maybe there's a bunch of one-shoed people walking in circles. I, I have Some no idea. Some kind of an amputation situation? I, I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, I, that's the first I've heard of that one happening. I, I've heard of you know expensive shoes getting stolen. Just, just not one of them. Yeah, not one of them. That's a little odd. Seems, a, seems like very inconvenient. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, how can people help out? Uh, you can leave anonymous tips online at LincolnCrimestoppers.com or give us a call at 402-475-3600. If we clear a case, you might get a cash reward. All right. Go on the website and look at those photographs. Nice. If you want to. <laughs> I won't sing. Sorry. <laughs> I probably shouldn't either. That's so dumb, right. but I like it. Which <laughs> yeah, I agree. Which half tries next? 7 o'clock. KI on Lincoln. From the Mojack of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Wednesdays are an important day. You know how they used to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Well, I think Wednesdays are the most important morning radio day of the week because it's a time to cleanse the slate to clean the palate to take out the trash in your mind and live new and live clean it's what chap wednesday you've got things that bother you you've got things that drive you nuts you don't want to burden anyone else with them but you'd really like to still get it off your chest we give you that opportunity right here and to commiserate with others who may be experiencing the exact same little things that drive them nuts. No thing is too small. No thing is too ridiculous. And frankly, a lot of times we find out that we are all in the same boat. And you go away feeling better and more productive. So, with Chapter Ride Wednesday, here's how you can participate. Text us, 402-479-1400, or you can call. Right now, phone lines are open on the same number. And we have a conversation going at facebook.com slash LNK today. We go to the phones first. Uh, and today, it's been a little while, but it's time to say hello once again to that Paul. Good morning, Paul. Oh, good morning. <laughs> Cookie man. Cards. Cards. I am just so sick and tired of always having to get a card when I'm giving a gift. <laughs> Shouldn't the gift be enough? <laughs> no, apparently not. Birthdays, graduations, weddings, showers, and do not get me started on how we have showers. <laughs> a party because we're going to have another party? <laughs> What's next? The rinse to celebrate the shower before the event? <laughs> That's actually a really good Cards. idea. <laughs> Cards with the gift. We even have to get a card when the gift is cash. 
It's someone's birthday, graduation, wedding. Whoa, deja vu. <laughs> it is time to give a gift, and the most common one is money. But then we have to spend more money on a card that <laughs> the checks are cash into? And the price of cards. When did they become so expensive? Five, six, seven dollars just to give money? No! Hey, here's a helpful tip. When you go to the bank to get that nice bill, they will give you a courtesy envelope for that fresh note. Not only is it free, but the recipient immediately knows it won't just be a funny card with nothing enclosed. Yeah, I admit it. I've done that. Win, win. Oh, and pass this tip on to Officer Chad. Yeah. Those shoe thieves, look for a group of bad dancers. <laughs> they clearly have two left feet. Uh, yeah, I got it. Thanks, Paul. There's I appreciate a, it. There's actually an answer to his issue. What's that? Gift cards. Gift cards. You still have to have, put it inside a card, though, don't you? No, you don't. The, the tip. Oh, you don't have to. It's the tradition. You can get. A, you can get them. It says "Happy Birthday" on the outside. Can I ask? I mean, can I ask a legit question too? Does do people? Maybe they do. Maybe there are people out there who who appreciate like cards. So, like the cards that I've gotten that I like and are meaningful to me are the part of it that I like or is meaningful is what someone hand wrote inside of it. Right. Sometimes right. I've gotten those. There's, I don't, I don't know that there's ever been just like the card itself with what Hallmark wrote on it where I'm like, oh, I love, boy, I love this. This is great. <laughs> like I would, uh, you could take those things away. Like, is anybody really enjoying receiving just the cards? Like, are we all doing something that almost nobody wants? Uh, I agree. Giving a handwritten, you know, like some thoughts, some thoughts expressed along with something. That's good. That's cool. I think people really value that and like that. But is there anybody who really likes the cards that much? I think the only time I've been I've thoroughly enjoyed getting just a card is when I've gotten it from my grandparents and they they handwrite like fill. That's both. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but it's the handwriting. It's not the yeah, card. Yeah, it's not necessarily the card. They could have. I guess it's a delivery method for the handwriting. Right. They, they could have written that on anything. It yes. didn't necessarily have to. You be wouldn't the have card. felt worse if it was a notebook piece of paper no. that was folded up or a, or a stationery that they had. They, that's why they have the cards that are blank inside. Right. Especially designed for that. Right. Yes. Those. The, that's what I don't. Understand. I, I like. Who really out here is loving just the card part of cards? That we're all spending so much money on these They're things. They're so meaningful to some people. Uh, uh, Motivational. Emotional. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to the phones. Uh, who do we have next on the line, Caleb? Mike. We've Mike. got Mike. All right. Morning, Mike. What chaps your hide? Hey, well, what doesn't chap my hide is the epic showing last Thursday when Mark and I showed the boomer, I mean, showed the millennials <laughs> and other team how to do it. But, yeah. you know, and, you know. What doesn't get my hide either is my daughter, Liz. I mean, come on, Caleb. Who knows to know about Abigail's door? I mean, come on. Anyway. Um, That's not even no, the name I, of it either. Whatever. <laughs> Obviously, nobody knows. Yeah. It was something yeah. window. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Apparently, it all worked out. But then, what does my hide? The Satan said daughter to a game in an oven 
and listening to her cheer for every Michigan touchdown. Oh, yeah. hurtful, hurtful. Is yeah, she is she, she was, an alum or just a fan or what is it exactly? Uh, she got her masters there. Uh. So it's all golden. Oh, I'm sorry, maize and gold, maize and gold, <laughs> maize and blue. Ma- maize, maize is the maize gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that had. That's why you're. Uh, I, I would strongly consider disowning her. <laughs> I can't do that. But, uh, you know. Did you make it through the yes. whole game? Did you make it through the whole game? That's yes, what I, we, we did make it wow. through the whole game, but I lost five pounds. So that's okay. <laughs> Mixed blessings. All right. Exactly. Glad you had a good time, man. Right. We'll talk to you later. I, we- uh, whoops, I hung up on him. <laughs> I, I'll admit I did not make it. I made it. I stayed for the end of the second half. I did do that. And I might have stayed longer if the weather wasn't just wildly unple- unpleasant at that point. I don't know. If, I don't know what it was about that day. Probably the combination of the loss and the heat. It's not like it was 107 out, but it was. It was a very unpleasant 92 for some reason. And it wasn't even like that that humid either. But it just got ugh, after a while. It was the sun and the sadness combining to make it a little bit worse. All right, let's go to what chapter right on the Facebook page. Craig says. The speed limit on Old Highway 2. Yes, I said Old Highway 2. Between 84th and the bypass was 70, and now it is 55. This is now a radar hotspot. I would also include that the design of the transition from Old Highway 2 to the bypass requires blocking off two lanes of traffic and 12 signs informing drivers of where to turn. I don't think I've been out there yet, Mark, that far Uh, out out there on that. I've got to agree with Craig 100% on this. So is this the area? Is this near the area where all these trucks yes. have had to turn around in yes. people's like driveways and they don't, stuff? They don't turn left when they should. I have not been out. Th- I just have had no reason to be it's, to be east of eighty uh, fourth uh, at but, that point. But blocking off the two right lanes is the part that gets me, especially if you're wanting to take the bypass west, because you got to get in the what essentially becomes the left turn lane and then make a right turn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't got so this would be like out past like the Walmart and the Sam's Club, right? Yes. Am I right? It's east About of ninety first. Yeah, I haven't gone and out there. Ninety eighth. Need to. Yeah, the speed limit used to go up to uh, seventy right at ninety uh, eighth Street. This would normally be the year that I get out there and on that to go out to Nebraska City and start picking some apples. I haven't done that yet either. Yeah. So, all right, Craig, I, I've heard I, other people yeah, say and this, I, and I think just another point. I think somebody told me, maybe it was Chris Lofgren, that uh, the eighty fourth Street. Uh, exit entrance may be opening this by the end of the month oh off of off of the yes. expressway I, I haven't been able to confirm that but okay some, somebody told new me highway too and by the way he's still calling it old highway to highway too i don't know this transition in in the name eventually maybe it'll work out and it'll happen to nebraska is it parkway or expressway i still don't it's remember parkway I can't remember that. Here's the thing. I'm going to have to get it tattooed on me no, or no, something. No. You did remember it. You were consistently calling it Parkway. And I can't remember who said it, but one person, I, maybe it was Grow Lincoln team, said Expressway one time. And now all or you've Nebraska done is Parkway. just confuse them. What can, I need like a mnemonic device or something to help remember that. NP, Nebraska Parkway, like North Platte. Okay. It's, the, it's pretty much right what the relation between that that exactly is. <laughs> I'm with Craig. I still say Old Highway 2 if I need to convey what it is quickly to someone. Peter says what chaps his side, pumpkin spice beer. That goes on a waffle, not in a pint. Pumpkin beer on a waffle? I wonder how that I don't 
I wonder if that. I don't think that would taste good either. Um, <laughs> no. On the on the waffle. I think they're talking just the general pumpkin spice. The, okay, the general pumpkins. I can well, do. I, I, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this about. I remember the first time they put one of these out, and I thought it was such a novelty. I thought it was insane. Probably twenty years ago, you normally didn't see these anywhere. Now they're very common that they do these pumpkin beers. I will do one a season. I don't know. I just feel like. Uh, it's not like it's not something that you want to have every night by any means or anything like that. But why would you I, torture yourself? I would. Like that? I don't. I mean, I don't hate it. It tastes like, like a, on a Halloween night. I can see doing that, without a doubt. When you're you know sitting around waiting for the kids to come by, I, I can see doing that one, but not a lot. Not a lot. I'm. I'm. It's. It, it's not necessarily like a after mowing the lawn type beer situation. <laughs> Especially not while mowing the lawn type of situation. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right. Andrew says, is uh, Kalen App on his phone started to buffer during the first Fantasy Husker word of the day, and he missed it. Uh, unfortunately for you, you did miss it. You only have 7,000 other chances now <laughs> to do it. Well, and I've had other people text me in five minutes after and say, hey, I missed the keyword, and I will text it back to them. They will text it to me, and then they will get the auto reply, and they are entered. <laughs> Seriously, they shouldn't even. Okay, but preferably don't just do hear that. the keyword. Don't do that. Just listen. You we just, can't guarantee. You just set yourself. I know up. that's what I was thinking. What are you doing? Rich says squirrels chap his hide, especially the ones that chewed a bunch of wires on his vehicle. So four warning lights all came on at the same time. Jeez. You thought you'd try and just not to get your your car stolen or your uh or your uh, whatever cut off the thing now you got squirrels chewing on it. My goodness, your catalytic converter. Holy cow. Squirrels I, chewed a bunch of wires on his car. Yeah, did you see Julie's response? Uh she said it happened to me twice. $230 and then $1200. Wow. Really? Yeah. So what what is there like a it's you put true. traps on your car or something? I know, I know people put those uh, bands on their trees so the squirrels can't climb up them. Is there something similar like that for cars? Garage? I don't know. Maybe a garage. Uh, a garage? <laughs> yes, that would be one way to do that. <laughs> Not the lowest budget option if you don't have one, but sure, that would work too. Uh, Logan says, "What chaps his hide? Politics and politicians." Hey, straight to it. I agree on that one, Logan. Uh, Joy says dishonesty chaps her hide. Probably got a lot of people who would agree with that one, too. Uh, all right, text line. Let's see what people have on the text line. You can text your chaps and other things in to 40273. Geez, I about gave my personal phone number. Whoa. 402-479-1400. I hear Caleb's got the music playing, so I'm not going to get to a lot of these anyway, and I'm logging in very slowly to this whole thing. Uh, so I will tell you, I got to get a couple of them here. I can here. Do we have any on the prep page? Yep. I put them all on the prep. All page right. Uh, Danny Dave says, what chaps my head is people say, I seen instead of I saw, where did they learn grammar? Chris said, it chaps my head when I'm listening attentively to catch a fantasy Huskers keyword. And this is when someone in the shop decides to come up and talk to me and I miss it. I think Caleb gave me a mulligan once. So thanks. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, Mosh Chad. He says, oh, God, Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey, and his fake relationship with Taylor Swift. And then he gives the puke emoji for that one. Tell you who likes it. The NFL likes it. They uh, really and like a lot it. of young girls. And a lot of, yes. A lot of new football fans out there. Except, I'm into it. My wife's asking me questions about football. 
Right, got a lot of friends who worked at Pfizer. 725 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Wherever you go, it's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 740 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us, and it is time to count them down. It's our morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. So let's get it started with number five. Two members of the Nebraska Public Service Commission were censured yesterday uh, by the other three members of the board. They went actually went into executive session at their most recent meeting, met with an attorney, and then uh, when they came out, uh, the vote was three to two, obviously, censured uh, Commissioner Christian Murch of Omaha and uh, Kevin Stalker, who uh, resides in Scotts Bluff. So they put out a news release yesterday, and uh, KLAN's Neil Nelkin reached out for a little more information, and basically we told the news release was what was going to be it. And the Nebraska Examiner, Journal Star, they all tried to get more information, and it's uh, not coming through. So we don't know exactly, essentially, what went on to elicit this. Is that fair to say? Uh, not. We don't know officially. Yes, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> Do we know unofficially? I mean, I guess they. I know. I guess they've talked about it. They. They. They're saying it's in retaliation. Um, and I know the Examiner article talks about they pushed too hard. Is what they said to get. Uh, uh, the PSC thought they pushed too hard to get them to act more quickly in distributing, apparently, grants for precision agriculture. Amongst um, other things. And then there was some some, uh, some thought that Paul Helmut got in there that they uh, were not treating staff as well as they should be treated. Interesting. So they apparently can appeal this, so they're considering whether to do that. They're asking the Attorney General's office about whether or not the PSC had authority to do that sort of thing yet they're still they're still there though right i mean oh yeah this sounds like some awkward meetings to me uh well yeah <laughs> and and especially they the those two were in the executive session when they met with uh, uh an attorney they uh, had an outside attorney as i understand it investigated and came back with his findings and then they they did this censure motion uh, and, and apparently, like like you said, it was about m- trying to move quickly on this this specific thing, whether or not new hearings needed to be held, that sort of thing, right? And, right. That's and, that's the back of this whole thing. Right. And another issue is that they, as I understand it, they're statu- statutorily required to have uh, a railroad safety staff position, and it hasn't been filled for like ten or twelve years. So, okay. All right. Uh, kind of in the weeds there with some of these grants and funding and ag bills and and all of those things. It's not. I mean, it's it's not necessarily like the most salacious stuff in the world. It no. sounds like that's behind this. But the Public uh, Service Commission, you know, they regulate um, broadband. And yeah. Telephone companies. Right. And right. Important. Bo- yeah. Important commission other, for other, sure. Other utility uh, things. And yep. Railroads. All right, uh, moving on. Number four. Congressman Mike Flood issued a statement following the ouster yesterday of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. He said, quote, Today's decision by a handful of my colleagues to vacate the chair undermines the work of House Republicans. 
to enact a conservative agenda and has the unfortunate effect of helping Democrats, end quote. 216 uh, to 210 was the vote. Yeah. And so flood was not in favor. Oh, only a handful of Republicans were in eight. Uh, were in favor at eight, but all the Democrats were going to vote for it. Um, can decide why why that decision was made and if it was the right decision to be made for the Democrats. But nonetheless, Republicans had to get more of those. They had to get almost their entire caucus together to keep McCarthy in there because the majority is so narrow at this point. And it'll be interesting to see what the you know. First of all, how quickly and how quickly they can get consensus to find a replacement here. Is that going to go smoothly now? Is there any reason to go to believe that would go smoothly? Or maybe I'm, you know, maybe that won't be an issue. Maybe there's enough Mark support for a guy like Steve Scalise among both sides of the sort of fissures in the Republican Party that maybe it won't be that hard. Although, why didn't they just go that direction the first time then, if that's the case? You know what I mean? Well, McCarthy was the only one that was really running for it yeah. last time. And uh, Scalise and a couple of other people that were mentioned, uh, they bowed out of it. But, you know, they've got, they've got a, basically they've got a crisis on their hand within the Republican caucus right now in the House of Representatives. Because they, without a, a speaker, they're, they can't do anything. Yes. And this could take, I mean, probably at a minimum into the weekend or next week if it goes quickly. Um, oh, it's definitely going into next week. Yeah, so that's at a minimum. If if things get messy like they did last time, it could go well beyond that. Where you know you're taking 15, 16, 17 votes over and over again, and then going through all of the speaking that has to happen. Remember when they did that last January? So yeah, I don't, like this whole kind of this thing was sort of predictable, though. It kind of felt like McCarthy made so many concessions to get into that first time that. Eventually, there were a group of Republicans in the House that you kind of knew they were going to do this at some point. You didn't know if they'd succeed, but you knew they would try to do it. Right. And they did. And lo and behold, it just happens to be a situation with that slim majority where this wouldn't work if there wasn't such a slim majority. Right. Correct. You know what I mean? That's that's the weird kind of situation that has made this possible where it normally wouldn't and be possible. There's some people that think that Gates just has a personal vendetta against McCarthy because McCarthy didn't stop that ethics investigation that uh, Gates is being uh, looked at. Yeah. You know, from some issues with campaign funding and some sexual misconduct stuff and that ethics campaign uh, ethics investigation is still going on. Right. Except now it's not because the house isn't doing anything. Right. Uh, and there have been some a few, not a lot, but a few Republicans who have suggested maybe the best person to do the job of speaker, since it's not constitutionally required to be a sitting House member, could be Donald Trump, and have bantied about bringing that up. I don't think that's realistic, but who knows at this point. It'd be interesting to see what kind of vote, if he actually was willing to do it, and they did it, and they brought that down for a vote. I think If that to, would unify the Republicans I think on this. they ought to bring back a former congressman to do it, because they know their, their ropes are See, that there. makes more sense. I mean, that makes a lot more sense, to be honest, because you're going to have to hit the ground running with, with that job, um, because you're running right up against another budget deadline. Welcome back, Jeff Fortenberry. That's right. <laughs> uh, that'd be something. All right. Let's keep counting them down. <laughs> Number three. I guarantee you're the first person to mention his name for the speaker opening, Caleb. Congrats. <laughs> Recent surge in auto thefts has prompted uh, LPD to offer advice on how to becoming the next victim. 
We've had it in our newscast, but there was 18 instances over the weekend, 10 of those on Saturday alone, plus another nine uh, attempted thefts. So don't, uh, you know, don't leave valuables uh, in vehicles. Keep them in the trunk or take them inside, especially weapons. Don't leave your car unlocked. Don't leave the keys in it. You know, some of those things that just are a reminder. Crimes of yeah. opportunity are happening way too often. Right. Yes. Do not leave your keys in your car. Why are you doing that? Any? I mean, listen, I'm not trying to like victim shame here or anything, but why are why is anyone doing that? Leaving their keys like in the ignition of their car. You, there's got to be a way you can take those keys well, with you. Well, when, I, when I was growing up in my dad's 1997 Ford F-150, the key literally did not come out. Okay, that, of that's the an exception. Okay, that's fine. And we we had figured out how Wait. they there was like that little corner window part that you could yep. just reach your hand in, and that wing, yeah, the, the little wing there. So it just stayed in there at all times. <laughs> Now and, and it would look like you were breaking in every time you were getting into it. Oh, because if the door, so you had to go in and reach to so open you had the to, door. So you had to reach through that you little. Leave the window open. No, the the window overall would stay up. Yeah, but there was that little part on the front, the wing, that you could kind of latch it if you wanted. We left it unlatched, and you always just popped that open, open. That little corner opened up. So you, you still locked re- it. So you still locked it. Yep. Lock to the keys in the car, so to speak. And you would reach okay. in, hit unlock. That's sort of like a less cool version of the Dukes of Hazard never opening the doors of their car and just <laughs> jumping in the side windows. Well, that's because they're welded shut. I know. Well, that's kind of <laughs> like what's happening there in a little way. Another, another the key was welded to the ignition. <laughs> the other side of this is they're uh, encouraging Hyundai and Kia vehicles 2011 to 2017 that have that that hack thing that you know we've got oh, USB like a, yeah. a USB cord or something uh, there is a uh, software upgrade and if you haven't had that done they strongly encourage you to do that that's a, another issue as well got to download the new update for your car don't forget you got to go to the dealership to do it all right moving on number 2 hot time in the old town last night champaign illinois memorial stadium oh yeah, you think about where where you want Nebraska to, to to go play some games, not somewhere that just had a fire breakout yesterday. Yes, if, if people don't know, last night, kind of mid middle late evening, uh, a fire broke out in Champaign at their football stadium. Uh, there were reports from the local news in Champaign that had live video of just, I mean, tons tons of first responders there and smoke pouring out of the thing. So. In the moments after I was just learning of it happening, it looked really bad. Uh, it turns out it was not that serious. There's a lot of smoke, and of course, when there's a fire in a major building like that, of course, there's a ton of people who are who are responding at that point. But it was not that significant. It was in one of the tunnels uh, that go onto the field, and it is uh, they got it put out, and they said they don't expect it to impact play in any way no nope, the, the, the game happening and they're doing a full evaluation today but you're, you're right initial indicators suggested that no no interruptions for this friday but there were plenty of people who are already starting to think maybe nebraska could get another <laughs> home game out of this deal come up for a front now that would have been something first of all they wouldn't have done that but imagine if they had on a uh, a friday night in Lincoln. A Friday night. I was going to say the first Friday night, but Black Friday, they played games before, so I guess that's a Friday. But a but non-holiday Friday. A non-holiday Friday. 
And uh, yeah, while the high school football is going on too. Sorry, Seacrest. That'd be something. That would be something. But it looks like they're fine. They're going to play it there. Glad nobody was hurt with that. But it was a little interesting for a while on what was going to happen. Number one. A coordinated FCC and FEMA test of the emergency alert system and the wireless emergency alert system. Going to happen at one twenty this afternoon. So your phone, mobile device is going to, uh, they're going to test that. It'll be a very loud uh, alert, part of a national test. Broadcast cable uh, stations also getting the national alert. So it's a double double shot of uh, test today at beginning at one twenty. So if you're in a spot where you don't want to be interrupted, make sure your device is turned off. That's a good point. Got a meeting, right? Got some place that there's going to be some big... There would be people like at movie theaters. I mean, I don't know who sees movies exactly at like one fifteen on a Wednesday, but movie theaters where they're just all going nuts and, you and those sorts in of a, things in schools. Even oh yeah, like, schools too. So. Right. Yeah, if you want to find out who's got some of those phones on them, you're about to. Have you seen any of the uh, the conspiracy theories about this, guys? Uh, yes, I just started. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact. When I was down in the rail yard yesterday, and you just start talking to people, someone, hey, did you guys hear what's going to happen tomorrow? There's going to be this. And I went, guys, as someone who works in the communications industry, broadcast industry, this is going to be a super normal thing. Well, except that the, the one that I really like is the uh, wireless alert, emergency alert. Somebody says that that's going to turn on the, uh, the because it comes over the 5G, it's going to turn on the chip that was implanted with the COVID yes. vaccines. And, and, yeah. uh, it's going to turn that the, uh, system on. And The claim is that the signal will activate nanoparticles such as graphene oxide that have been introduced into people's bodies. Can we finally activate my 5G chip, please, if is that's it- what we're going to do? Does that mean if you turn your phone off that you, it doesn't get activated in you? Is it a sound thing that this happens? I don't know. I guess so. Mm. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, we'll see. I would think it, if it's going to activate a chip, it's going to get you whether your phone's on or not. Yeah. Uh, and TV and radio, as Mark said, will have a um, a different one. But that's so, just but the, that's, that's, that's the normal. Yeah, uh, that's not out of the normal, though. No. They, they do that all the time. For and years. A, and just a reminder, 1015 this morning is the tornado siren test. Let's just test. Anything else need tested today to see if it works? CB radios. That was like, speaking of testing things at work, I was uh, at, at Memorial Stadium outside doing a little tailgating before the game on, on Saturday. A couple hours, two and a half hours before the game. And they test out the fireworks. Mm-hmm. I had to change my shorts. <laughs> you weren't ready for it? I was not ready for that. You should ask. My mom was with me. You should ask. I about jumped out of my chair. It's. I was like, what was that? I was very close to the stadium. So it would be nice if they give me a warning next time. All right, it's 7.55. That's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. You're listening to Lincoln's radio home of Husker football, men's basketball, and baseball with a little volleyball and women's hoops thrown in. 1,499.3 KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, 
your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it's time for Fantasy Huskers. Uh, hope you're listening. I mean, a lot of people disappointed they missed the words uh, last time. That's okay. There's, like I said, there's about 5,000 chances. You can't really tell by the number of people that do get the word. Uh, all right, what's the, uh, what's the word for Fantasy Huskers right now? Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. Uh, all right, N-I-C-K. Ooh. E L B A C K. Texas that nickelback. <laughs> There's also a nickelback, which is a position in football as well. And uh, I don't think that's what the band's named after, though. They're Canadian, so probably not. Is, is there a Canadian football nickelback? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they, yeah, I assume they still play those there. Yeah, but sure. Anyway, text that in, and you <laughs> might get the one, two, three, four, fifth pick in fantasy football draft. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth pick. Sixth pick. Thank you. Sixth pick. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Not really. <laughs> no. Uh, you, and you pick the last digit that you think the Husker will have the Huskers will have in their score. So, for instance, if they get 21 points, the number would be one. They get 37 points, the number would be seven. That's how it works. So, check out KLIN.com, find out what's been picked so far. All right. It's been a while, but in studio joining with, I mean, like, by a while, I mean like four years. I know. Uh, Pre-COVID, man. It's uh, Jason Peterson is going to talk some tech with us from Generate Marketing. Good to see you again, man. How you doing? Good. Good to yeah. see you, bud. Well, we love having Jason in uh, every once in a while. Just kind of talk about some of the trends, some of the news uh, in the tech, social media, uh, marketing world, everything that goes along with that, because that's kind of what he does. Um, hey, let's start out. Let's start out with this new Apple iPhone um, yep. that I know a lot of people are very excited about. Uh, I don't have it yet. I don't know if I've even seen one yet at this point, but it was out a couple weeks ago. And I guess I'm kind of curious is like, is there any kind of big step forward in technology that sort of signals not only just for Apple, but just for cell phones generally when you've got, got this this big thing that you're putting out right now? What uh, What's kind of the big deal about this one and how, how significant is it? Well, I think the biggest thing, and I think this is great, is the lightning connector is dead. We have officially, yes. officially now, yes. everybody is using USB-C. Okay. It's so wonderful. So for a zillion different I reasons. wait until I get there. And again, um, you know, Android's been on USB-C. It's a great uh, standard for all different types of connections. I mean, dude, you'd even be able to connect like an Ethernet cord to a stupid iPhone. So it's just all this flexibility, versatility. This was forced by the European Union, which is kind of how it happened. Thanks, Europe. Yeah, they forced their hand. But... Uh, what most people don't remember is the USB-C has been on the iPad Pro for like three years. Oh, has it? So this was always part of the plan. Like the Lightning had kind of run its course, just like in the olden days where they had the old iPod connector. Same thing. So now it was time to make that big change. So that's huge. Here's the second one. And as you know, like they've got the the the, the big uh, Vision Pro that's coming out, okay? and And that's their kind of augmented reality, which we can talk about separately. But... I was reading the other day, and I didn't realize this. So one of the big things with the Apple Vision is immersive video, okay? Which means that you literally are in the video, and you can be in a memory. iPhone 15 takes immersive videos. Okay. So imagine, now again, you're like, ah, eh, who cares, whatever. There's some stuff you're like, you don't care. But they're planting the technology into that phone. So if at, at any point you have a Vision Pro which probably right now in the next five years, most of us won't. But here's the deal. Think of how nuts it is that you could literally then in virtual reality be inside 
a birthday video of your kids. And you could literally, it's like three-dimensional. Okay, I'm not getting around. this. Hold on. I'm are you, not, are you, I'm are you not, catching this? I'm not getting... So it's a video. It's a recorded video. Yes, you can take... And basic, then you have full 300... Right. So if you have the right technology to view it, you can then view it in augmented reality. Okay? So, but you have to have the right kind of video camera to do it. So the point is, you're not going to see any of this benefit right now. It's just going to look like a regular video. But, but, eventually... If you were to play that video on their Vision Pro, it'd be like you're right in the I'm middle. So, of I'm really the curious what that experience. I mean, it's feels nuts. Like. What, I mean, like, like what it actually feels like. So, so again, I mean, I've watched this stuff on the Vision Pro, and it's way on the edge and stuff. And I, there's a lot of chat that, like, if that doesn't, if Apple can't pull that off with the Google Glass kind of thing, no one will. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the last one that's going to figure this out. But I know that sounds like a geeky thing, but truly. This idea that you can shoot video, that if you have the proper viewing experience, that you could literally be inside of it, that's pretty sweet, man. Like, I, I mean, like, I'd be shooting a video of my kids in the living room where we're jacking around, like, playing right. Minecraft, and I could go back and watch that video on a augmented reality headset, and it's like I'm literally on the couch. So it's like you're there. Yes. Even though the even though yes. a video is just Even though playing. the video is playing. Like, you would be looking at it, but it's like you could literally stand and walk around in the environment. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's like that's brain bender yeah. stuff. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, that you made an interesting point there though. There there's been so many iterations of going all the way back to Google Glass and then all the VR headsets, the Oculus, all of those yeah. things and nothing has ever no. really taked off t- taked off, took off like it it kind of was hyped to right in the public um, space there's it's mostly been used for gaming right but um, i still i like i don't even hear that many people talking about it with gaming no like it's no. not it, it's, it's an not esoteric ubiquitous. thing i mean my son trevor who's 11 he's a sixth grader his buddy has had the oculus mm-hmm. and he was playing some games at his house the other day at, at, an, at an overnight but so i guess the point is this the iphone 15 it has improvements in camera it has the stuff the USB-C thing for me is gigantic it's huge um they're looking at now because of USB-C turning this into a like an it could be as it's as powerful as an Xbox. Okay. So now all of a sudden USB-C, dude, now you can do what the Nintendo Switch does. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a gaming thing. But this video thing is more just the way that Apple works is they start early on. Mm-hmm. Like I have the Apple Watch Ultra. Okay. Right. Uh. The new one has it so I can sit and press my fingers together to activate things on right. the watch. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're preparing for these, like, basically gestures that are outside of space of touching a screen. Okay. That's where we're at, man. That's the stuff right. that, like, is going to sneak into into the uh, back, ethos. Back to that video thing. I'm just thinking about the ones that they're going to do with, like, football games, right? Exactly. In the of the, you get the linebacker's perspective. Totally. And, yeah, totally. I mean, I know this sounds crazy. I mean, you yeah. and I have been talking for so long that this sounds like Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. But when I watched the Apple Vision Pro demonstration, they're, they're, it and how they worked with a virtual in, you know, the air interface, it was like Iron Man. Right. I mean, we all saw, you know, the Avengers and how he would work and him and Hulkwood. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we're kind of on the precipice here. We're at an inflection point where um, there's going to be we're going to go through that same curve of the early adopters and somebody's going to figure this out. Um, but Apple's kind of what I'd say the best 
chance for us to take that next leap into a virtual interaction for interface let's talk quickly kind of an ai update um and and google's relationship to this i saw i mean i saw recently some people in microsoft came out and said hey if this is if google goes too far with this it's going to be bad and all and and those sorts of things but where are we kind of in ai search and and everything because people still think of chatbot um gpt essentially but chat gpt i'm sorry chat gpt but yeah give us kind of a a state of the state of this industry that is still fairly old yeah well i think right now it's it's the gold rush everybody is trying to leverage and use ai in some capacity for their service industry you know i read an industry interesting article the other day that it used to be computer science was like the safest uh um major to get in college not anymore right so I think we're kind of in this phase of we're not quite sure what's going to take hold. Now, you and I have talked about this before, and I think it relates to search and it relates to the Internet, is uh, there's no question that it's up for grabs of how it's going to be <laughs> managed for good, I guess is what I would say. But I think, you know, Google has had... Always, I mean, you and I have mentioned this before. They have they have more data than any other company does. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of the sleeping giant where they're progressing. They're already starting kind of a secondary service offering that is slowly starting to just leak into your regular search engine. I know, like we just rolled a new site live, and I can already tell just every time I roll a site live now the demands on the type of content I have to produce on a website for Google to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I'm noticing right away is just the web is becoming more intelligent or more picky or you have to work harder. I think, you know, for the listeners that have small businesses, it is not just like you throw up a blog and Google's going to be like, oh, sweet, you got a lot of content. No, you got to write it. You got to do it. Now, that's to me where I do think we are using and we have been for a little bit taking the AI and generating what I'd say generic content and then tweaking it into something that's customizable. So I, I think for content producers, if you do it the right way, you might be able to get 50% of the way there. Okay. Um, but it's still going to be limited at this point. Like I, I think in what most people don't realize still is even with AI, as this input comes in, they're requiring human beings to do some of the sorting. And the categorization. So, although yes, it's going very fast, and I'm not at all discrediting concerns that are out there, but there is a people part of this that most people don't realize that is going to maybe keep it a little bit in check and how fast it goes. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I still I still feel like I have no great concept of like it's not like I'm I I used the the Chat GPT to screw around once, and I've never done anything with any of the. uh, uh, Gmail is giving me features. Google Docs is giving me features. All of them are giving me features, and I don't even know what to. Yeah, I don't yet know how to use them. I I mean, I think they're kind of casting lines right now. And 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 to your point, it's um, okay, great. You know, that's fine. I can you know have a rudimentary conversation, but mind you that there are paid integration options with chat gtp and that's how these more commercial products are using it so again the free stuff is always going to be a little cheeky kind of dumb um a little more pedestrian but that's the part that's going on behind the scenes is this more robust 
uh, integrated API, talking geek here, is that they can connect to that system for different types of services they want to do. But like, I I mean, again, I've been an Alexa guy for a long time. My whole house is smart. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I would say Alexa's kind of stupid. Okay, that's not a place where Alexa's very good. Well, Alexa or Amazon has a good relationship with Microsoft. I guarantee you that that is going to improve. I guarantee you it's going to do even more smart stuff. So I do think maybe for us that have some of the smart home things, I'm convinced that those are things that we're going to see here in the in the yeah. not too distant future. All right, last last thing I want to talk about LinkedIn. How is LinkedIn? This is uh, this is the site I visit once every six months, and I uh, see that a bunch of people wished me happy birthday <laughs> a few months ago, uh, and then a few other people have requested connect. It's just, I, I, and I know that's not the case with everybody. Some people use it really frequently, but yep. is it is it changing? Is it still that? Is it just a place for people who are looking for jobs? What what is it? What has it become? Well, we all know what Twitter has become, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that, um, in and and Facebook too. There's a certain amount. I like to say social media in some capacity is a dumpster fire right now. Right. There's a lot of issues and a lot of growing pains that it's gone through from a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And people want areas that are not political. People want where maybe it isn't pictures of their kids. So I, like you, I've been fascinated to watch how LinkedIn's kind of gone in and out of being interesting and not interesting. <laughs> and I, like you, we, we've we gone through times. Like I mean, there was for a period of time where we were posting a lot of LinkedIn content for our business-to-business clients, but now it's kind of come full circle again. Um, the ad products, because Microsoft owns LinkedIn. Keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Okay. Um, but it's, it's yeah, I mean, people are using it more to converse and interact because of what has occurred on other social media networks. So it's like they flock away. Yeah. So as Twitter becomes more and more complicated, I, we're seeing a lot more of that business community go back. So, yeah, you and me, I would have never guessed this. You know, if you told me a year ago that the LinkedIn traffic would have been like 25 to 50% more, I'd say, what? Mm-hmm. But it is. Yeah. So it's it's that cause and effect of other is, six situations going on in social. All right. Boy, covered a lot of ground there. Didn't have a lot of time, but you did a great job doing it. Ah, thanks, always, man. I know. We'll, we'll try to go a little slower. I, uh, no, I love... No, it was great. It was a lot to get to. It was always good to talk to you, Jason. We always appreciate it. We'll uh, do it again down the road, all right? Sounds good, Jack. There you go. Jason Peterson, Generate Marketing, uh, our tech and uh, gadgets guru. All right. We'll take a break. Have sports coming up next. John Bishop in 10 minutes. You listen to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's you. All right, 838, glad to have you back with us on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. John Bishop joins us right now. Morning, John. How are you doing today? Morning. You hear me okay? I can hear you fine. You were kind of okay. hot, hot there at the beginning. but I, uh, Oh, was I? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I've, I've adjusted my levels. Hang on. Uh, all right. You're good. You're good. All right. Cool. Um uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk Nebraska. Football. I want to talk. Not. I, don't, I just don't have much to say about the Michigan game anymore. Um, at this point, it was. Nobody I was there. Does. It was so. Uh, it was. It was just. It was like not a surprising situation. Well, it was a little worse than I thought it would be. Well, quite a decent amount worse than I thought it would be. But I knew it wasn't yeah. going to be incredibly pleasant. But if you take if you take what's happened as a whole this season, okay. Nebraska home wins against group of five schools, lost the three games against power five schools. Um, if 
if if you took that chunk when you were making predictions and you I know you and Josh on your show asked everybody for a prediction and you guys talked about this obviously like anyone does in the summer just ad nauseum if you were handed this slate of results this this summer or the people you generally were talking to were handed this slate of results so far this summer what's the reaction in terms of how expectations are being met or not being met given where people were 2 months mm, ago that's a good question um I don't know if there would be a lot of surprise um, because consider that. Well, okay, take that back. There'd be a lot of surprise about Colorado. That's that's the one thing. Yes. But but in the words of Monty Python, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. No, (laughs) nobody expected Colorado. Right. 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 Um, That that would have been the one surprise. But take that out because it's such a unique circumstance. Minnesota, it might have been, oh, they played them close, yeah. held them down. Ooh, score was low. Interesting. Um, and then the two wins, obviously, um, I, I don't know if people would have been, you know, dazzled by the offensive output. Um, but again, I don't know if there – and then as far as Michigan, I mean, that was the one game that everyone had, you know, they didn't even have penciled in. Right. On those old poster calendars where you used to write in the score, everyone already had a loss next to that. Right. So I, I guess I, it really wouldn't – I don't know if it would really um, have surprised a lot of folks. Again, outside of Colorado, but that was more Colorado cir- right. circumstance than it was a Nebraska circumstance. So when you, you, when you think about it, you know, Nebraska's a, about where they were supposed to be. Right. Yeah. That leads you to my next question. Does it feel that way on October 4th, 2023? No, <laughs> no that, because it, you know what? And, and we do this to ourselves all the time. All the time. We, we talk ourselves into, you know, what do you expect? What, what do you want to see out of this team? And then you, you know, you, you kind of frame the thing. But as soon as that ball's put on the tee and the first great thing or the first really bad thing happens that's when the wild shifts of emotion start to 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 move in and it changes everything so you know it, it is it is good to step back for a moment and that's and that's why you know as fans we react as fans but coaches have to react as coaches and i think Right now, what you're seeing, what what I hope you're going to see, is that the coaches are going to step back and say, well, this is kind of where we thought we would be, right? But now the rubber meets the road, and we we hit that part of the schedule where it, it's certainly certainly a little more manageable than last week was, and there's games out there for us to uh, to attack and to win, and that was the key word this week at the press conference, attack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's still a chance to... to change the narrative right as long as there's a game left on the schedule there's a chance to change the narrative and there's a lot of games left right and 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 like you said and despite what i said about kind of saying this may have been on like like if i actually had in my prediction that i did on your show i had uh i went through and did all the games i the only one i had wrong so far was the colorado game right i would have had nebraska winning that um but i also thought colorado was going to be horrendous and stink out loud uh which they obviously don't so there's that. But I also think these next four games are going to give you a, you know, they'll take you one direction or the other. So let's get on the record now, right? Four games, 
against teams uh, that are Illinois on the road, Northwestern at home, Purdue at home, at Michigan State. All teams that have had their own individual struggle situations, some on the field, some off the field, some both. What is what, what are we looking now that we know what we know? What's the what do you think is a reasonable expectation for this fan base over the course of the next four games then to get oh, these? Boy. See, I I'm struggling with this week. I'm struggling with this week and I'm struggling with that question. Because and and, and sometimes we get we get blinded by the last thing we saw and the last thing we saw was not pretty. And I'm trying not to do that because, and, and th- listen, this was coming from someone who had the most positive outlook for last Saturday yeah. and it didn't turn out particularly well. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I said as much yesterday. If Nebraska goes 4-0, and it's the greatest accomplishment that they've had in the Big Ten era. Wow. Even, even better than the six-game winning streak that Bo Pelini put together what? in 2012. Because when you think about it, when you think about it, yes, I, and I get it, you know, one won a championship. This isn't guaranteeing anything. But when you look at where the program is, Bo Pelini was well-established in 2012. They were supposed to win the Big Ten the year before. People forget they were favored to win the Big Ten in their first year in the conference. Um, while that was a great accomplishment, I think based on where things are sitting right now, and what the expectations generally are and where this program is in its development and all the questions and all the injuries, even though this group of four teams isn't a gauntlet necessarily, just based on where Nebraska is, I think it would be a heck of an achievement, especially in year one. Because first off, it gets you to a bowl game. Before you even get into the meat of November, you're already in a bowl game. Right. Which is which was everybody's most everybody's baseline expectation. For this year, that was the goal. That was the dream. So you would be there already. You do something you haven't done since 2016. This is, I believe, the longest stretch between three game winning streaks in the program's history. This this is going back into yeah, the 50s that's crazy. when it was really bad. Nebraska has not had a three game winning streak since 2016. Um, so you'd accomplish that. Uh, and I, I. I dare say, I'm, you know, I'm not saying all of these games are going to be works of art, but Nebraska would have to play pretty well to win these four games. Because uh, two of them, like you said, they're on the road against teams that they've struggled against. They haven't beaten Illinois in four years. Right. Northwestern's had their number. Mm-hmm. Purdue's, Purdue's gotten them. Mm-hmm. Michigan State got them last year. I think I saw a stat, I, I believe. I had it written down somewhere. I believe Nebraska in their last 30. I'm stalling here so I can look it up because I know I, I know where I put it on my prep sheet. <laughs> Nebraska in their last. I got to get this screen out of the way. They're three and 19 in their last 22 games against this division. Wow. The worst division in the Power Five, the Big Ten West. Jeez. They're three and nineteen. That's rough. So you'd 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 win, what is it? Uh that's three wins, right? Three division wins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three division wins. Wow. So I, I mean, there's an argument to be made that that would be given where all the circumstances are right now. So with that said, I don't know if I can set the expectation at winning all four games. I think at bare minimum you need to at least get two, right? Right. Um, 
Yeah. I, three. So let's set it in the middle. You're still let's happy with three, right? That's still I, a generally positive be. feeling. I don't think we will be. I don't. I say we. I, I say the a lot of fans is. won't be. You don't think because, so? Because no, I don't. But I think they should be. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm I'm just basing that Jack off of you know the the reaction after the Minnesota game and some of the discourse that has been happening over the last few days. You know, there there just seems to be this general sense of irritation when it comes to Nebraska football. And, and so anything less than perfection is going to be met with some level of irritance, which is sad yeah, to say. I, I understand part of it because it's been a frustrating last few years, but there, there, there is a, there's a lack of patience that is really surprising to me. Yeah. Even for this fan base, it is surprising for me. Um, and, and whether those outcomes are possible, whether a 4-0 or 3-1 and is possible, is, is largely going to be dependent on the truth about Nebraska's defense. And, you know, because partway through the, the first four games of the season, you're saying, hey, lead the nation in sacks, lead the nation in rushing defense, all of those things. And then uh, the Michigan game did not go like that. The sacks have slowed down pretty sig- significantly here at this point. You've seen you've seen s- tackling that hasn't been as good. Um, what is the re- – because the defense has genuinely looked really, really good at times. And then now you've got, I, I think the last couple of weeks especially, it just hasn't been hasn't been as consistent on a lot of those things. Which do you think is the real, I mean, how which are we closer to uh, being the real Nebraska defense? What you saw against uh, Minnesota and Northern Illinois uh, in most of the Colorado game or what we saw the last two weeks, Louisiana Tech a little bit and mostly Michigan? Well, I mean, the safe answer is somewhere in between, um, but I think there is room for improvement. Now, I say that knowing that uh, of all the injuries and we've talked about it a lot you know the receivers the you know the the running backs the Deshaun Singleton injury could end up being the most impactful for the season given you know how important his role is in this defense and and how well he has been playing and how much the coaches have talked him up um the wins above replacement uh, if you want to use a baseball a terminology um might be more painful there uh, we'll see how they respond um, this week. Yeah, uh, you know, in ter- terms of that, but uh, I think there is still room for improvement. Obviously, they haven't gotten uh, to the passer the last two games, and you know, I, I remember go back all the way to the first game under Scott Frost. Uh, remember against the first game against Colorado, they had what was it seven sacks, mm-hmm. and I can remember you know looking you know up in the press box when we were sitting up there and going, well, I think they fixed that problem. Yeah. That was an issue they had from the year before. Uh, and then we found out the rest of that season, they couldn't get after the passer yeah. uh, as well anymore that season. So I hope that this is, you know, it it was a product of uh, Louisiana Tech getting the ball out quickly and, you know, Michigan just being a superior football team. They do need to get back after the passer. They obviously have to uh improve their third down numbers. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now. They're 97th in the country and, third down conversions that's too many yeah uh, they need to get off the field for a team that's going to predicate its season on ball control field possession limiting possessions it, i mean one of the very first things you have to do is is be better on third down and i would say that for the offense too i hate to put a lot of the onus on on the defense but but you know matt rule said as much this week he said hey we're a defensive football team 
they realize it. Everyone else sees it. You know, I mean, this this team's going to win and lose games based on how well its defense plays. And in the games where Nebraska's done a good job controlling the third down, they've won. In the games where they haven't, they've lost. So uh, there there is room for improvement. You hope that it starts this week. Certainly, the offenses the next few weeks aren't going to be nearly as good as Michigan's. But you still have to step up and rise and, and and meet the challenge. Hopefully, Cam Leonard is back this week. We've missed him. Maybe that'll help the sack numbers. Um, you know, I, I know I know Reimer won't be back this week, but hopefully, he, when he does come back, he's he's fully healthy. They're going to need all bodies on deck, and 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 without Deshaun Singleton, I'll be curious to see how teams attack them in that sense. Uh, so there's a there's a there's a big challenge out there, but I think it's one that can be met. Because I think this defense is at least, it's shown the ability. It's shown that it can do it. Now it just needs to kind of get its mojo back and do it. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just looking up some, the the total, and it's not a great stat, but I was looking up at total offense rankings uh, for these, this group of four teams Nebraska is about to play. Uh, Purdue's a little ahead at, of, of the others. They're in the 60s, though. Nebraska's in the 80s. Uh, Michigan State's in the 80s and Northwestern's in like 115th or so. So <laughs> there's there's no uh, there's no greatest show on turf or current Miami Dolphins coming here uh, no. for the next. Like no. if you like if you like the excitement of high scoring football, uh, you, you probably the next four weeks are not. Well, probably the Big Ten West was a bad division to start in at all, but this is going to be especially true of the next few weeks. Now watch, we're gonna, all these games are going to hit the over, you know, over the next four right, weeks. Right, exactly. Just because we said that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, it'll be, well, I mean, you include Iowa in there, too. That's a crazy thing. Iowa's without their starting quarterback this year. Have you ever seen a year, things are not necessarily going well in Nebraska, but have you ever seen a year where so many teams in one division, and I guess one conference as a whole, have just had, like, existential problems happen? <laughs> Whether it's on the field or off the field, it's incredible. It's incredible. This, this, I mean, this this division continues to find new ways to reach a lower bar. It's it really it, does. And this year, this year, in its final year of existence, it's going to reach the lowest point. I think, uh, unless something dramatically changes, and I don't think it will. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, this, we are at peak, and I mean by peak, reverse peak. Big Ten West in 2023. Right. Northwestern, Michigan State, not in the West. Northwestern, Michigan State, both without their coaches that they started with in fall, you know, in fall camp or at the beginning of the year, right? Not just months ago. They're without their coaches. Iowa has got chaos going on with everyone mockingly counting how many points they score. Oh, and they lost their starting quarterback after coming off a win last week as well. Um, Illinois has become a shadow of what it was last year under Bielema. And yeah, their defense is I really mean, not good. I have no idea what happened there exactly. You kind of thought Bielema just kind of coaching would would really help with that. Uh, Purdue Purdue has struggled under their new coach as well, even though they did get a win against Illinois, but they haven't been where they've wanted to this year. I mean, it's it's almost everywhere except like those those Rutgers is having a good year, and then the the big big what three teams in the East. Um, but I mean, that, honestly, pass and, and Maryland, Maryland gets Maryland, some love. Yeah. I mean, really below Maryland, you can just you can throw all the other teams in a hat and pick one out, and for the most part, you could rank them that way because uh, it, it's it's really hard. It, right. it really is to figure out who's the best of that bunch. Now, at the end of the day, it'll probably end up being Wisconsin because it always is. It always defaults to that. But 
I, I they haven't knocked any people's socks off either. Right. So yeah, I, th- this is this is. Uh, Sip has said it. I've heard other people say it. You're never going to see a more manageable schedule in our lifetime. Yeah. Especially given the circumstances of how next year is going to change and all the years beyond that. Uh, it's just it's it's unfortunate Nebraska's in a position where they're in you know rebuilding mode. But again, that gives them an opportunity to maybe artificially, if you want to call it that, be a little bit more ahead of the game. Yeah. And again, these next four games mark that kind of an opportunity where you can steal some wins where maybe in other years you wouldn't have been able to do so. Buckle up. We're getting on the roller coaster. We have no idea where it's going. And, and we'll Illinois trying to set its stadium on fire. <laughs> <Exactly>. Wee! <laughs> All right, good to talk to you, John. Have a good show today. We'll talk All to right, you we'll later. See There's John Bishop, 1620 The Zone. 856 will wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, tomorrow is Ticket Thursday. We're giving away Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets. little generation collaboration. It will take generation collaboration through October. It's a good season. That's, that's my thought on that. Uh, and uh, also, Greg Sharp will join us. Girl Lincoln and all the morning's news. We'll see you then. 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln.